What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Souls. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. My name's Imran. Thanks very much for your time and your company for today's show. We have an excellent show uh, lined up for you today. Before we get there, however, a quick reminder that the Blue in Green podcast runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet radio station uh, that broadcasts from London and uh, is incredibly fortunate to host shows from across the world, including uh, Australia, Japan, the States, uh, France, and the UK. It's, uh, it gives me immense pleasure to kind of say that each time. So we're very proud of our content and would love for you to check us out at www.blueingreenradio.com. Um, you'll find our stream housed on the website and you'll also find a full backlist catalogue of our Blue and Green podcasts. You're listening to episode 70, which is very cool. This is very, very cool. Um, and I'm even more excited, uh, beyond being excited that this is episode 70, I'm even more excited to announce that our guest on the show today is the fantastic, immeasurably uh, talented Yasmin Hendricks. And one of the coolest things about today's episode is that I actually uh, have uh, our new friend Jez Lloyd uh, to thank for making these initial introductions um, so that this conversation could happen. So it's super cool that uh, he kind of went to that effort. So thank you very much, Jez. And obviously, of course, thank you to Yasmin for uh, her time. And uh, time is something of the operative word uh, as relates to this conversation because um Actually, I, I, I shouldn't gripe because this is uh, episode 70 and I've only actually had to say this that I can remember one other time and it was with our conversation with Deborah Jordan, but I have to utter the words due to technical difficulties. So um, so um, with Yasmin, we had this really great conversation. It was about 15 to 20 minutes at the beginning, uh, kind of discussing creativity uh, during quarantine and um, it was a really, really great conversation, but... Um, yeah, the things worked out the way they did so we're unfortunately unable to to present that as part of the conversation today but she uh she was amazing and she uh stuck with us uh, <laughs> while we sorted stuff out so we commandeered her time for quite a while so we're very very grateful but also you know become such a fan of of her music we talk about um her youtube channel during the conversation so i'd really recommend um looking up um yasmin's YouTube channel, which has a, a really great and diverse selection of, uh, her, of her live music, her live recordings. So I'd urge people to check out that, but also the release of her brand new EP entitled Chapters uh, certainly demands your attention. It's a really, really great project, a very contemporary slice of R&B and soul and um, yeah, really, really excited about it. So it's kind of cool to delve into that as well, as well as her upcoming collaboration with uh, Ink Project as well for their upcoming project, upcoming album. So um, yeah, there was lots to talk about. Again, massively grateful for her uh, time. And um, before we jump in, as regular listeners will know, we featured two songs per episode 
of the Blue and Green podcast, our guest. Uh, in this case, uh, Yasmin will pick our closing number, but I have the luxury of picking the opening one, and I had to absolutely turn to chapters, and when you turn to chapters, you absolutely have to turn to uh, the wonderful song uh, that is Fate, and um, if this is the first time you're hearing it, friends, you're in for an absolute treat. So I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Blueandgreenradio.com, uh, Yasmin Hendrix.
um uh jumping into the the episode today i'm super excited to kind of uh discuss your music and discuss your incredible new uh chapters project so um congratulations on that i I guess it's probably the best place to start um how i mean did you did you imagine it coming out in the middle of a global pandemic was that the plan from the outset or (laughs) not really uh actually it's funny how this project came about i was actually just uh, i actually did the project for like some library music like as a library project um and so I didn't really actually envisage releasing it under Yasmin Hendrix at all when oh. I was making it. Um, and then we kind of got to the end of the project and we were talking with the label and they were like, hey, do you want to like also release this digitally? And I thought, yeah, because actually when I was writing the project, when I was doing the project and kind of writing the songs with um, Adam Bowers, who produced all of the songs, um, that I really enjoyed creating this type of like genre music um these these songs specifically and I was really proud of the production Mm. and like a lot of the elements of the songs I really kind of thought oh man I should release some stuff like this you know and uh so yeah it kind of it kind of fit into place but I think they suggested that we release I think it was around February times so it was kind of on the verge of the pandemic and um obviously we didn't know how the year was going to pan out but um honestly I feel like some I've had a lot of things where I'm I'm just like really nervous to release things and I don't want to let things go and I'm you know kind of chasing perfection a little bit with um the things that I create and it was just a really nice way that it kind of did happen because I didn't expect it to be released like this. Then I had the opportunity and I just kind of said yes and went with it. So I didn't have big expectations for this EP either, you know. Um, I'm trying to do that thing of just like letting go of the expectations and and, and just doing what feels right. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. But, yeah, didn't expect it to be out uh, in a global pandemic, no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean when you say sort of having difficulty of – of letting it go you mean that there's always changes you can make to make it more more perfect or you 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 have trouble relinquishing a, like a, a piece of art for people to free mm. to kind of comment on is that which, mm. which what kind of issues were, were were kind of stemming from uh, releasing it for you I guess like in general I and I, this is a conclusion I've kind of more recently made more peace with as well like seeing in a different way reflecting on again um but it's like the idea that I really love like the inception of the idea, you know, that right. creative process that just starts without you even maybe even realizing it. And you, you know, you hear something or you do a little chord and then suddenly it's four hours later, you know, like mm. I love that part of creating more than everything else that comes after that. So like going back to the project, <laughs> re-recording the vocals, properly um you know fixing all these little details and the kind of transitions into different sections and getting it mixed and then being happy with it as a whole I think I start to lose sometimes I start to lose what I loved about it in the first place but when I get lost in the where I have to kind of do the detail part and often I feel like with my songs and I know it's a, it's it's similar for a lot of a lot of artists. 
they kind of, you know, their favorite song is the last song that they did, you know, because mm-hmm. over time it seems like whatever you were reflecting, whatever you were kind of expressing in that moment is not authentically you in another moment. So I just find it hard to like make peace with what I've done and feel like it's finished and complete. And I guess like in some way art's never really complete. It's never complete. You just have to let it go at some point. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, that's really interesting. So how how does that? Because um, I wanted to, there's loads of your live stuff I really wanted to to discuss a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But how does that uh, sort of um, ideology kind of extend to to performing live? Because you know you, you don't have that level of of detail and that ability to go back and change things. And mm-hmm. is that do you enjoy live performances because of that or mm-hmm. in spite of that? It's really interesting, actually, to think about that. Um, I never was like a natural performer. I always felt like something that um, I should do or something which, if I could do, would bring me a greater kind of um, like skill set or it would bring me to be able to do something that I hadn't done before. Like, for example, when you're producing something at home, you have all of that access to that, like going back and checking and perfecting. Whereas live you don't, but then what you get instead is that kind of, yeah, that raw moment of making something. And I think I used to do a lot of loop pedal gigs in the first place because I definitely wanted to feel like I could just kind of improv and also that every every gig would be different. And even every song that I did could be different every single time I did it because I could do a slightly different vocal loop or I could take the song in a different direction you know every single time and not like Mm. relying on on a band or having to have that kind of conversation with other people in that moment it could just directly be kind of channeled I guess so yeah I like pedal for that as well I love the loop pedal for like being able to really have a a different way of of singing the same song (laughs) yeah how did you come to incorporate that into your music in general so it's funny actually I I did a module at uni and we had to I did I studied vocals uh, uh contemporary music performance in vocals I did a degree and in the second year of uni I think it was we had a module so I was in a class with 12 other singers and we had to use a loop pedal to create a song with just our voice and percussion And lots of people did not like doing this. (laughs) Um, But I just thought it was amazing and uh, really, really got into it. Um, But I wouldn't have really taken it further than just doing that module unless I got burgled because I did get burgled. Uh, (laughs) I know about like a week before my 21st birthday. And um, so I got my laptop stolen, got like various things stolen so I couldn't I couldn't record at home basically um because I had no equipment and also lost loads of coursework it was quite stressful so did two of my other flatmates at the time um but yeah it was my birthday pretty much a week after that happened and my boyfriend and my friends all at the time clubbed in and bought me a loop pedal so it was one of the most thoughtful and beautiful gifts I've ever received and definitely life-changing because from that I actually changed like the last module of my course to 
do um, performance instead of production because those were the tools that I had. I had a loop pedal, so I could do like a whole performance thing. Um, but yeah, I would not, I never never would have done that unless I got burgled. So the universe gave me the loop pedal, basically. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, oh god. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be happy or or bitter about that story though. <laughs> Still, but that's very yeah. It's great um, that it worked out. Yeah, I mean, I I try and take what life gives to me. So <laughs> I feel like yeah, it was it was quite soul destroying to lose the laptop. However, they left my yeah. trumpet in my room, and I was very grateful for that. If they would have taken my trumpet, I think it would have been a lot harder dealing with that situation. Um, so yeah. yeah you mentioned you play trumpet before we started recording was it you said bass as well I don't play bass like I have a bass in my house and okay. um, I've been playing it really badly in lockdown um, <laughs> right. it sounds great to me to a bass player they'd probably be like ripping their face off um it's I'm not a good bass bass player at all. However, just as a like production tool and as a songwriting tool, it's great to have a bass at home. It's it's wicked. I'm I've been really enjoying that in lockdown. Um and yeah, I, I used to play trumpet like before before I started singing. Trumpet was most definitely my first love of music, my first instrument. Um and then yeah, I kind of put it down to focus on singing and songwriting pretty much for the last kind of ten years. Um, and I've picked it up here and there um, in between that time. But, yeah, I kind of have it out a lot more now and I've definitely been playing it a bit more. And, I mean, I'm never going to be a professional trumpet player, um, but it's also, yeah, a nice thing to have to add into, you know, songwriting mm. or just to do something different that isn't vocals and words as well, you know. The right. thing that you can get out of a little bit of trumpet improv is just awesome you know so yeah amazing i do hope you kind of uh, uh pick it up again sort of more um i don't know in, incorporating it more in your music mm. as well i definitely That'd am cool. yeah definitely i yeah. you know I've, I've never really written that many songs with trumpet in it which is kind of weird when i think about it but yeah definitely this year i've used the trumpet in my songs more than any other year for sure yeah oh, excellent Oh, yes, that's super cool. I heard you. I read online. I tried to find it before we started talking again um, uh, from this morning. But I, I had read a few days ago that you described the music on uh, chapters as probably your more inverted commas. This is the bit where I, I, I think you used the word poppiest mm-hmm. kind of um, sort of more sounding yeah, music like that you had made. More, like more with commercial. Again, hot more commercial there you go yeah. uh with um i guess again slightly referencing your your youtube stuff um it's you, you, the music you have on youtube is incredibly like it's indicative of basically the fact you could have gone anywhere with, <laughs> with your music uh what kind of made you uh go with kind of the, the sound and direction that you did on chapters mm, good question thank you first of thank all you. Um, yeah I mean I do I honestly I just love the variety of music I love doing things in all different genres like and I love doing library music for that because you kind of get a brief they say hey this is what we want you to do and I get to like just put that facet of myself into into that song you know or into that Hmm. collection of songs and so yeah as I said before this project chapters it didn't really start as like right I'm going to release 
a project which represents right. something specific for me. It was, you know, can you do this style of music with these kind of songs, talking about right. this kind of thing? And I was like, that's right up my street because, yeah, um, you know, sometimes when I do library music and I try and do briefs, it's very far from what I would release as myself. Um yeah, I guess it's that whole thing again about the kind of representation of me in a song. I'm like, oh, yeah. is it perfect? And so I have a hard time with it sometimes, but I've definitely got better. And I think, yeah, releasing this project has been great because it wasn't kind of planned um, in this way. However, the songs are reflective of, you know, my experiences and how I feel and the kind of music that I enjoyed to, uh, listening to as well. And like, even mm. though this is kind of super commercial sounding I definitely want to release that like the next thing I want to release is going to be very not like very much not commercial at all um mm. it's going to be really different so yeah I just I, I love artists as well that like have a scope of variety and genres in their music so I definitely yeah. am kind of striving for that um so yeah it's your solo bass playing album that I'm really holding out for. That's the one I'm waiting for. <laughs> That's the one I'm waiting for. Oh, but, uh... there's, some, there's some interesting bass coming up. On <laughs> there was a, a, like, I've sort of alluded to it. Cause I, I'm really enamored by your YouTube uh, page, uh, page mm -hmm. channel. Um, it's, it's got an incredible collection of, mm -hmm of music and particularly Thank like you. your your live performances yeah. you've got like uh you with the string quartet for whole yeah. hearts you've got you with uh there's bill there's yasmin hendrix and friends mm -hmm. uh for sugar is one that oh, the exceptional really oh, incredible song and you. then you've got your live loop pedal stuff which is like yeah. it's like i said in terms of you could have literally you could take any project and kind of go anywhere with it, which is really, really exciting. The yeah. kind of the variation of each one. I mean, I wanted mm. to ask about the string quartet kind of uh, arrangement. How do you mm. kind of find something like that? Well, that was a beautiful collabor collaboration, which, yeah, I'm very proud of that too. Um, originally, that song was pretty much the first like real proper song that I wrote on the loop pedal. So I wrote it at like in the last year of uni, um, which is <laughs> a long time ago now. Um, and it's like, you know, my, my love song, basically it's like the love song and I've gigged it in so many places and I had recorded it and put it on SoundCloud years and years ago. And then I recorded another version, which was like a kind of proper version, which I released. Um, and so it's like this song's been hanging around for quite a long time. And um, yeah, in fact, a, a an incredible bass player called Robin G. Breeze. Um, he's not just a bass player. He also does arranging and uh, composing, songwriting. And he wanted an opportunity to write some string arrangements to kind of just, you know, have a go at writing some string arrangements and said, do you want me to like would it be cool if I did a string arrangement for this and I had originally wanted to record a video for whole heart in a church with like a gospel choir but then because he wanted oh, to wow. do the string arrangement I was like that also works like yeah let's do it like this so um yeah the lovely quartet they like turned up on the day learned their parts on the day <laughs> we did six takes 
Wow. Um, and that was how that was made. So it was a it was a big team effort, a lot of collaboration, and yeah, wouldn't have happened without again Adam Bowers and um Mike um Mike Curtis did all the kind of sound and setting up and mixing and stuff. So yeah, yeah, great like team effort. But yeah, I'm super proud of that one. Super proud of that one. Yeah, I hope you'll do more of them as well. That was uh it's a beautiful song and um as I said it's uh it's it's kind of with with that one and I suppose and I suppose the loop um, beg your pardon, loop pedal performances as well. Mm. There's there's like there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. You know, uh you're you're it's you are up front and center and I guess it with both, I mean even though you're backed by four by the quartet that you mentioned there's still really nowhere to hide with that it's going to have to your voice is going to hang with it or it isn't and it does and it sounds amazing and I'm kind of you know taken by the again just the the concept of sort of performing live loop pedal stuff it's petrifies me it's like improv comedy it's just like uh, just (laughs) petrified like how do you do it I don't understand I don't understand but kind of that notion of standing right up there by yourself with with no backing comparing that that arrangement to like mm. uh the, the boathouse stuff that you got on the on the channel for like mm. uh sugar and um there's a couple of other ones obviously with like a, a band arrangement i mean do you feel when you have the band arrangement are you kind of like do you feel more comfortable with them there do you feel i don't know i mean what are those like kind of differences sugar? when you're about to perform with sugar sure, yeah. okay so like that was an interesting one originally we wanted to do like we wanted to get like a big horn section and do this tune like with a big horn section which would have been super cool um but we ended up uh doing it and just getting a few guys together I think I'd only met I'd only met a couple of them once before and I didn't really I felt you know I so I I kind of do suffer from anxiety you know so Sometimes I get super stressed out about playing really? with people. Yeah, because I feel I feel like everyone's better than me. I'm worried I'm not going to do a good job. You know, social anxiety sets in. And I have to do like a lot of work to kind of overcome those things. And it has been years of me doing this work to overcome the, these things that I can kind of do performances and do things with people now. Um, but it, t- it took a very long time. Um, and yeah, still kind of feel that quite often. So when we did that video, I was super nervous and they just like came in, learnt the song and we just jammed it. So it's like a totally different experience. But what everyone was able to bring to that song, I just felt like honoured that all these incredible musicians were playing my song and making it better, basically. Um, But yeah, it's a weird weird one with a band because, I mean, if I'm by myself and I'm just doing the loop stuff, I only have myself to rely on and in a way that makes me feel kind of secure because it's only me that can you know mess everything up Hmm. and it's just you know but if I do mess everything up then hopefully I can kind of also get it back you know um whereas with a band um it's just a different dynamic I mean I love playing with bands as well I really love playing with bands I love musicians who can who are you know amazing on their own instrument uh to a point that I could just never I could just never do anything like what they do you know so I I love I love playing with I love like doing jams and playing with musicians um in that sense Mm. as well um but yeah there'll be a live project at some point um maybe I know mixing all the different types of 
uh, kind of performances, you know, like, yeah, just let's bring in a, a rock band, let's bring in the gospel <laughs> choir for the next one. No, I'm joking. But like, uh, yeah, a, a live kind of project would be amazing. Some budget, you know, <laughs> not make it um. <laughs> Yeah, no, I understand. But yeah. Yeah. Well, but, um, as a fan, I, I hope, yeah, I hope of... it happens at some point. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, like variety. I just think variety is so important. So, yeah, anything that I can do, which is something I haven't done before, if I if I'm feeling it, then I'm always going to say yes. You know. Hmm. Excellent. There's another portion on there about uh, another playlist that you put together called uh, "Songs I Wish I'd Written," mm-hmm. and uh, I love the the selections uh, that you had. Um, uh, Laura M. Vula's "Green Garden" was oh, uh, a, a song I I adore. Uh, as is but your version of that is is excellent it's so good again you on a stage in front of an audience um uh makes me nervous watching it but it's wonderful <laughs> to watch i mean that in a flattering way in terms of no, i'm in awe of, of someone's it, ability no. to, to do it so i hope that this doesn't get misconstrued at all no it but, actually um, makes me nervous to watch that because that video is so <laughs> old and i'm like oh yasmin it's okay <laughs> calm down like i actually probably can't watch that video anymore um, oh like really that. there's yeah. I, I, there's a bit quite early on which is oh. when you, you start clapping oh. and it cuts the camera cuts to someone in the crowd who i think is just not aware of the, <laughs> the original and that they're and they're like well, okay i'll clap you haven't done anything yet but <laughs> and they just start clapping like completely out of time but then they stop and it's like no they didn't get it <laughs> oh my god i actually know exactly what bit you're talking about yeah yeah just like but but it's a great i i think it's a great version uh of the song i really enjoyed the video as well your version of uh bird uh as well by billy martin i didn't know the original song and i don't want to hear it to be honest because i really enjoyed your version i think it's beautiful and i thought well that's that's jasmine hendrix's song now so i'll uh (laughs) but there's a a great collection of songs as well uh quay lost in my boots another one i I wasn't familiar Mm. with but I can see why you've gravitated to it. It's yeah. uh, another lovely song, Linda Ronstadt, Bon Iver. I mean, are there any new additions or or covers that you'd like to kind of tackle for yourself of of songs that you've recently become a fan of? Um, I guess I could add. Yeah, I'm not very good at like updating my social media playlist, like for my my YouTube playlist. Actually, um, you've just reminded me that's a really good task for me to get to is add some more songs to that. Um, yeah, I do a cover at the moment of Best Part. Do you know that song by Daniel Caesar and Her, H-E-R? Oh, I know Her, yes. Um, I think I know the song, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a nice song, okay. Yeah, it's such a lovely song. It's got some great harmonies in it. It's just got like yeah. a lot of scope for nice vocal harmony parts, which are just, um, you know, like different harmony parts. Um, so, yeah, I do that one at the moment. That's probably my favourite song to cover at the moment. Um, I learned that during lockdown, and so it's my fave. Um, oh, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to do more my own songs than covers, but occasionally mm. there's a there's a song and I just can't stop listening to it, and that's why right. I end up covering it because I'm just like I want to yeah. sing this. Um, but there there there's only really been a handful of of songs that I've that I do which are covers in general. Mm. Um, what's another one? I just had another one. Oh, there's another. There's a song by Robert Glasper and her and Michelle Endegoa Cello. Yes, yeah, better than song. I imagined, and I'd quite like to cover yeah. that. I haven't tried that yet. Oh, amazing. Yeah. 
Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I imagine your version of that would be lovely. Yeah, that's a lovely song. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, you've uh, mentioned um, uh, your kind of uh, production partner, Adam Bowers, yeah. uh, a couple of times. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys clearly work fantastically well together. How did you guys initially uh, meet? So I was actually supporting a girl called Gabriella Eva, and she is from around the same kind of parts and the same kind of way um, that Adam is from. So they were friends. And so it was her EP launch and I was supporting her and she and Adam turned up to that gig and saw me do my set. And at the end of it, came up to me and said, listen, I've got a studio called The Boathouse and I really like your song Sugar and I think you should come and sing it one day. And I went, that sounds good, mate. <laughs> pretty much how we met and uh yeah I managed to go there a couple of months later and we didn't do sugar straight away it was a few months until we actually did got the band together and did sugar but I did oh death that was the first video that I did at the boathouse and yeah literally right. just from that day I was like I like this guy he's a bit of a genius and um yeah we just kind of clicked so the rest is history that must have been like actually three years ago now oh my god oh wow okay wow yeah no I look forward to sort of more from you guys as well I think uh the work together that you've done for chapters is uh is excellent I um I'm so I'm totally stuck on uh fate by the way oh Um, yeah you like it yeah gorgeous song yeah and the the opener the title track as well chapters another wonderful wonderful song yeah really really dig it You've worked with another... Oh, sorry, go go ahead. I was just going to say, I think my favourite song on the EP is All The Things You Are. Oh, wow. It's a great pick. I think it's the one before the last one. Yeah. Mm. I just, like, love the kind of jazzy nature of it. Also, I love that Adam's singing on that one as well, because I love it when Adam sings with me. Yeah. How did did that one come about then? How did you guys come to to kind of Uh, put that one together? I think that was the second track that we wrote um we wrote chapters was the first song that we wrote and then i think it was like the next day we wrote all the things you are and we were just like vibing you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you know when when the songwriting flows i don't even i couldn't even tell you exactly what we did first and how we did it i just remember we were vibing and the chorus came mm-hmm. and we were like yeah this is a vibe um <laughs> and the rest is history <laughs> amazing Amazing. You've got um, also more music coming up fairly soon with mm-hmm. uh, the incredible Jez Lloyd uh, yeah. as part of Ink Projects. Now, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited. Uh, he's very excited as well. So uh, he was t- discussing the collaborations that you guys have have kind of put together for their new album. Um, obviously, nothing's been released uh, of your collaborations yet. So I, yet. I haven't heard it, but I'm desperate to hear. I mean, these are really different kind of kind of worlds coming together for Mm. uh for something i imagine is going to be really really special uh what was that process like how did you initially come to uh jez's attention that was actually super cool um it was when i had just moved to london and uh i mean i actually moved to london because i wanted to care for my gran and i was living in brighton so i moved to london to be closer to her so i could kind of be around after she had a stroke but also Mm. in the time that i was living here i was like oh, I have more time and I'm not going to, you know, be trying to find a full-time job right now because, you know, I've got priorities, other priorities. However, I do have extra time, so let me put that into my music. 
And so I was just kind of saying yes to every opportunity that came my way and kind of throwing my stuff out there as well, a bit more, kind of getting a bit more, um, uh, just more open about 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 my music and, and trying to put myself out there a little bit. And mm. I actually got an email from Jez and he was like, I've come across you and your music um and I I do this I've got this um you know project and this label and we're based here and I'm looking for a singer to do some stuff which is you know soulful kind of jazzy but over these kind of beats and I was like this sounds awesome this sounds right up my street and um and it just was from there so it was literally from an email and I remember at some point I emailed him back because you know I was trying to be like a proper artist right so it's like trying to be a proper <laughs> I, was like, I, should, I should understand where he found me from because wherever he found me from I should put more things there you know and so I like emailed him I was like by the way like how did you find me and he was like I don't remember <laughs> <laughs> so how long has actually got in contact like none neither of us really know but um Somehow, some kind of Brighton, some kind of Brighton connection, I think, um, threw us together. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. He sent me over some stuff. How many songs are, uh, are kind of scheduled for the Ink Project? Project. So for the Ink Project, it's just one song that I'm featuring on. Mm. And I think, how many songs are on the release? I think between like six and ten. I can't remember. Mm. Do you know? No, no, we we spoke about it uh, for our, our, when when he and I had an episode. I don't think he told me that he was very excited, obviously, about uh, the collaboration with you and the, obviously the new project, the uh, Corey Song single, is yeah. out already, uh, and the album's coming out, I think, quite early next year. Um, but I think that might have been, yeah, maybe some other details he had given. But um, yeah, he's, I think he, I didn't want to push too much until he was sort of ready to yeah. share more of the releases. Sure. Um, but um, yeah, it's a really exciting uh, combination, those yourself and Jez. So I'm I'm very keen to to hear what you guys have have cooked up. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's really exciting, and I'm so yeah, like I'm so excited that it's coming out on vinyl as well. Whereas yeah. the vinyl releases are just that little bit extra special, you know. Yeah. Are you a vinyl collector yourself, or it's just the notion? I'm of it not, cause... but like my dad, my dad pretty much is. So You're amazing. I, yeah, he's kind of I've definitely been around it but no it's not it's not really my my forte mm. i'm a cd girl i'm the, off of that yeah. conversation, you know <laughs> um do you, uh i get my penultimate question is uh you've toured and performed with madness i have that's yeah. amazing that's amazing yeah how did that come about and what was that experience like it was pretty cool i was singing at a jazz club in like round the corner from my house and it was actually Mike Barson that was celebrating his birthday there, I think. No, it was his right. sister's birthday. Um, and yeah, they, he kind of, I ended up doing some songwriting with his brother, who's also a musician, songwriter in his own right. And after that, he, uh, he kind of said, hey, my brother wants to talk to you. Uh, can I give him your number? I was like, yeah, okay. Um, not even realizing that he was Mike Barson from Madness. And then, yeah, that's kind of how it came about. They wanted uh, they wanted a female singer to sing some stuff with them. And uh, it was very last minute. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And, uh, yeah, they're an absolutely lovely bunch, had a great time, had a lot of fun. And, yeah, good people, really good people. 
that's excellent. What what kind of the audiences must have been quite? Oh my god, audience, huge, right? They were awesome. They were like such. They're such great fans, Madness fans. Right. They yeah. are. They're just they yeah. die hard, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant experience. Yeah. Sometimes uh-huh. I'm like, I still can't believe that happened. I'm like, that's so. Yeah. Cool. What What were the venues? Do you like were there UK venues? It was that actually you, just you in. Gates, it was like Minehead. Basically, they do this thing where they take over like a Butlins and they take okay. over the whole Butlins for like four days. Really? And wow. all the fans book the whole weekend. So they're called, oh, like, yeah, they call like Madness Weekender. So it's literally like they do a, a show on the Friday, show on the Saturday, show on the Sunday. They also have loads of other bands. They've got like en- other entertainment. They've got like, um, I mean, mainly it's, uh, they have loads of great DJs, loads of great other bands mm. as well. And um, it's just, yeah, a whole lot of fun for like four wow. days where they're just kind of sealed in and <laughs> just have a great mad weekend. Um, mad, yeah. yes. Very cool. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. That's, yeah. wow, that's super cool. I didn't know about Madness Weekend. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. They've um, been doing yeah. it for years, yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, it's wonderful that you had that experience. That's that's yeah, yeah. that's very very cool. So cool. Excellent. Well, I've taken up an ex- a, a ridiculous amount of your time, so <laughs> no I, I'm going to let you get on with your day. Um, Thanks so uh, much for having me on. This has been great. No, it's it's been it's been a real pleasure. I've re- I'm really uh, excited to have uh, to have had the time to speak to you and to uh, to kind of pick your brains about your amazing uh, processes and music and everything like that so um yeah it's been a real uh real pleasure i'm sorry for all the uh, techie issues for the first 40 minutes no worries i'm so used to technical difficulties it doesn't phase me anymore (laughs) you're very kind then but uh, our final final thing we mentioned about uh, i mentioned about closing song uh just something that you would pick something from chapters something from uh, the past that you've done anything at all uh just to send people home super happy uh is there anything you had time to pick out I actually because you said that it didn't have to be a song of mine I actually thought of another song which is not my song but I probably should like use this opportunity to self-promote go and listen to Cat Chapters <laughs> at some point however I want to leave you with a different song <laughs> because I just feel like it so um yeah like one of my favorite artists ever is Michelle Endergaard cello and she is a bass player a singer rapper producer engineer songwriter she does a bit of everything and um one of my very favorite songs of all time from her is called oysters Change, but you can.